Welcome to Silly History. I'm Matt Pekarski. I love funny stories, especially when they come from real life. I've compiled a long list of true tales that made me laugh, and now I want to share them with you. There's a lot of crazy stuff historical figures did or said, and yet we've never heard about them. History class would have been a lot more interesting with some of these sprinkled in here and there. Not that I ever disliked learning history. Hopefully there's at least a couple of yarns you haven't heard before. Let's hear one now. John Everett was sitting atop his horse, waiting for the next stagecoach to roll on by. He enjoyed being out in the woods, the fresh air, the sound of a light wind rustling the leaves overhead, the occasional chatter between some of the smaller woodland creatures. He liked how they always sounded a little nutty. That being said, the interior of the alehouse was pretty nice too. Dark, musty, lots of ale. Now he wished he was sitting down with a tankard of the local brew. Finally, he heard off in the distance the sound of a carriage coming his way. This one had a squeaky wheel. He imagined the travelers inside were feeling a bit irritated by now. Standing off to the side of the road, he made sure he was hidden from view until the right moment. The coach stumbled closer and closer until it was in just the right spot. John sprung out of the forest and into the clearing. Brandishing his pistol, he ordered the driver to halt. Once the carriage had come to a full stop, he trotted over to the side and peered in. The passengers were huddled together in fear. John smirked. He looked everyone up and down for valuables he could take as his prize. One of the travelers was a Quaker, and nestled on top of his head was a lovely bob wig, far nicer than the second-hand tie wig sitting upon his own. John reached in and removed it for himself leaving the man embarrassingly bald. But John couldn't leave him looking like that. He took his own wig and fixed the sorry old rag on top of the shamed passenger. The chap looked like a comical old devil, and the rest of the passengers burst into laughter. Everyone had a good chuckle over it, save for the Quaker. John decided that was enough for him. He toasted the driver and the carriage trudged onward, with its riders unharmed, entertained, and on the best of terms with John. Safe for the Quaker, of course. I'm sure there were some hard feelings there. This was not the first time a wig was stolen off the top of a man's head. Or a woman's. The 18th century saw the height of powdered wig fashion. Everyone wore them, and there wasn't a profession that didn't sport its own style. You could effectively tell what someone did based on the wig they wore. And, of course, the upper class of England and Europe did everything they could to wear the biggest, most extravagant wigs imaginable. But wearing such ostentatious headgear also came with its risks. Wig snatchers, which were dubbed chiving lay, were a very real thing and constantly lurking nearby, waiting for their next quarry. Walking past a prime target and stealing it off the person's head quickly became too obvious a strategy. The victim could easily ward off the thief. Over time, miscreants got smart and began to devise elaborate schemes. Some of the simpler ones involved animals. A boy would harass a pedestrian while another would come up from behind and snatch their wig, throwing it to their dog and then running down different alleyways. The victim would simply cower in embarrassment, doing everything they could to hide their now glabrous head. Others, while using similar tactics, employed trained monkeys to steal the wigs for them. Other wig thieves would hang onto the rears of hackney coaches and at the right time would cut through the backs to get inside and steal their prizes off the unsuspecting parties. 
Young boys got particularly clever. Working alongside grown men, they'd hide in baskets that the men would carry around. At the right time, they'd spring out, take their spoils, and pop back into their hiding places before anyone could spot them. One boy laid on a butcher's tray and covered himself, while a tall man carried him on his shoulder. As they passed another man, the boy reached out, clutched the man's wig, and twisted it right off. Despite the popularity of the wig, the chiving lay's profession came to a close when William Pitt the Younger levied England's 1795 hair powder tax. Citizens wearing a rug were required to pay one guinea every year. Leaders of the Whig Party, that's W-H-I-G, the Liberal Party of the time, wouldn't have anything to do with such a tax, and in protest, they cut their hairpiece tails as a symbol of embracing a Whig-free society. Additionally, the French Revolution made its own contribution to ending the Whig-wearing era. Revolutionaries, rebelling against the aristocracy, rejected the accoutrement as a symbol of the upper class. It was just as well. A new period of history was dawning, and a change of style was overdue. Thanks for listening. If you liked this episode, please subscribe, give it a five-star rating, and share with not one but two of your friends. If I haven't told your favorite silly story from history, send me an email at nightowlbroadcasting at gmail.com. Subject, Silly History Story. This show is a Night Owl production and made possible thanks to donations by you, the listener.